0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Union 0430. It's been a couple weeks. Damien's been away and just, we had an episode planned for last week, but then all those thunderstorms rolled through and we lost some power. So reached out to our good friend, Sean Weaver, and he said he would come on and uh, start things up again. Sean, welcome back.
1: It's good to be back.
0: (laughs) So if those people, if people listen to the last episode, I think they might catch on that of all the people, that's been on the podcast, you're the one that I've spent the most money from. Cause it's like, oh, you got it. Have you seen this raccoon chasing after this? Uh? And I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta go get a 17 HMR. And I gotta get a new <laughs> raccoon caller. Oh, have you heard of this author, Nate Nash? I'm like, oh man. So yeah, Sean's, Sean does a good job of selling products on here. and I oh, well, kind of figured that's
1: <laughs> that's that's my job ultimately, right? That's what marketing is.
0: Yeah, so, and that's, it's a perfect segue into what's going on here lucky duck has come out with a couple new things and yep. they just released them there I, I guess they're not really that new are they like the the innovations to the robo yeah yeah like, right like ref, it's, refinements yeah
1: right totally that's that's the way to put it right is is refining existing you know existing products like we just came out with the new xhdi right um which is stops white side down of the wings it's spinning wing decoy but uh and by the way you wouldn't ever imagine how hard it is to actually get like there's a reason no companies come out with it before it is hard to get the wings to stop white side down all the time but um so yeah we just came out with that next hdi but
0: before you go on like why do you want it white side down like i've hunted with some well, guys they're like who gives a shit and then other guys are like they'll sit there and they'll hit the remote over and over until it's white side down. Like, do you want to just tell Mm -hmm.
1: people why we want that white side down? So some guys duck hunting care. I don't personally care duck hunting for me. It's a goose thing. I mean, geese, I don't know about where you guys are. I would imagine it's the same, but geese are straight up allergic to those spinners, especially in the Midwest. You know, I mean, they just like, I, I think it's everywhere, but I know that my experience hunting geese in the Midwest is like, if they see a spinner, they're, they're splits. They're just, they're out abort, abort. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so yeah. just finally getting those wings to not give away the spinner is, mm-hmm. I mean, been working on it a long time. Yeah.
0: And it was kind of neat because I saw the, the announcement post and then the, the the thing I like to do with all these innovations and stuff that I see come out is like, read the comments and you see these guys that are like, oh that's stupid i just paint i just paint the white part black well you're kind of defeating the purpose (laughs) of the white right like the white is what's giving you that color contrast flashing and yeah i don't think well there's
1: there's a lot of people that were like well just i just put magnets in or i just put um weights in you know one side of the wing it's like yeah, I mean, we tried that. That's how you burn out the motors in like a year. You know, I mean, yeah. something being out of sync like that is not not good for those motors at all.
2: No, not I, conducive.
1: Uh-uh. What's the what's the word I'm looking for? When eh, it'll come to me later. Out of balance. No. Yeah, but it's like uh, like kind of sync. It's like centrifuge pretty much, right? Like and if you have, force. yeah, thank you. It's like yeah. everything has to be perfectly balanced to have that kind of <clears throat> centrifuge motion for that motor. Yeah. Otherwise it just all overweighted, burns out. Yeah.
0: Now the big innovation that you got to come out with is like truly floating wings. Because I've hunted with yeah. a couple guys that set the robos up and then I'm like, that one's missing a wing. Like, oh, it must have fallen out. Like, did you click it in proper? Like, what the hell? Uh-huh, oh,
2: uh-huh. Believe I like, me, oh, I've I, I've I've donated at least one to Lake Simcoe. I can tell you that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yep. yeah, that is I, one of I the better things and... about the
2: corrugated.
1: You know, the corrugated ones, the old school, yeah. like they don't sink like the injection molded. Mm-hmm.
2: So, oh yes, yes, they do.
1: Not Please, as fast, days. not as bad. Yeah. <laughs> you got time when you're running out like if you see
0: it right but now what are the batteries in these it's Mm -hmm. it's still the lithium batteries like the new setups is that what's going on with these yeah it's
1: it's the yeah it's the same so we discontinued the hdi which was our waterproof spinner the last few years um kept that same waterproof setup right same waterproof um it's the same waterproof brain box right where the battery is and the remote compatibility and all that is in a you know watertight box um but now this is just the updated version that has the wing stopper and the wing stopper tech
0: yeah what else have you guys come out with in the last little
1: bit so the there's two products we came out with a bunch of different things like custom dog name name plate for our kennel we came out with um like a collaboration with bottomlands but the two products i'm really stoked on one is a floating ice eater and, and the ice axe, the and i am stoked about that thing that's the product i'm most excited about um like by far and because all of a sudden now you have walk-in capability with an ice eater right i mean you can You know, for a guy like me that tends to hunt a lot of public and, you know, ice was a real concern when you go, I mean, especially in South Dakota, you guys know it too, but I mean, you can get some of those cold nights where, yeah, sure. There's birds hitting a slew the night before, but you have two and a half inches of ice by morning. Right. And so to be able to actually like walk in on spots like that and run an ice eater, and not it not be a whole i mean it's still a still production but not for it to be a whole production of like tying ropes to steel stands to pull an ice eater up out of the mud and um even just you know the never-ending game of when you had to put those steel stand ice eaters in the water you have to have two guys to adjust it and you're going to get wet up to the shoulders anyway um putting those things in and out so the fact that it floats is just makes it light makes it easy makes it clean it's just it's just better
0: now do you still have to bring a generator in or does it have one of those like 18 yep. volt no. milwaukee batteries? still gotta
1: still gotta yeah. use a generator yep.
0: yeah but i think that'll be the next thing coming is just that floating system with like a couple of those 18 volt milwaukee
1: batteries and just Get at her. I mean, as battery tech gets more capable, right? And, you know, the hard part, right, is just right now, like, for a battery system to push out the amps required to run a motor like that, also to run, to push those amps, you know, push the voltage through those amps in that cold like that, like, it just takes a lot of battery right now. But as these, you know, as these lithium ion cells get smaller and smaller and, you know, companies like Tesla keep making these batteries, battery tech more advanced and smaller and smaller. Like there will be a day where we can just hook a backpack battery up to these ice heaters.
2: Do you imagine the sodium lithium
1: or something? Dude, there's going to be so many late season greenheads getting shot.
0: Did you imagine if uh, what's his face from Tesla is all? Elon like a, Elon yeah. is like a major duck hunter, and he's like, Okay, the next thing I'm going to make Dude. is like an electric mud boat.
1: I like, ooh, I don't think I would want to be caught dead in an electric mud, mud boat because you just spear one tree and then that thing. Oh, yeah, he'd figure that shit <laughs> you out. you get though. shocked to death. Yeah, he'd figure that out. But yeah, new so... goal in life take Elon duck hunting.
0: Oh, yeah, right? He
1: Yeah, I don't
0: now know. My, he's got my a...
2: question. Oh, go ahead, Dave.
0: No, 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 no. I was just going to talk Save more about my... Elon, but <laughs>
2: <laughs> my my question to you, Sean, is the new design on the wings for the H- XHDI, X-HDI. Yeah. What, uh, what, what went into that? Like, they're like a completely and utterly different design from anything we've ever seen.
1: Yeah, they're they're way different. Honestly, just um wanted something different, right? Yeah. Wanted the and when you watch birds flapping those wings, right? We watch camera footage all the time, right? Yep. I mean, and ultimately you see like that wing is not, I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the classic wing look. Like but the, that the wing tier, doesn't look the like- The teardrop. Yeah, it doesn't look like a triangle like this when that duck is back flapping, right? You notice that it's got a pointed joint at the top of its wing. And then as he comes back down, right, the elbow's pointed down like that. And so you see on that wing, right, it's kicked, it's jointed towards the top and jointed towards the bottom. And it really just, mm-hmm. you know, it more reflects what those wings look like when they're, when those birds are backpedaling. But even more than that, it's just something different to throw at the birds. Yeah. It's a different. Yeah, that, was,
2: that was one thing I noticed um, huge, like when when the new decoy get it, came out in the reels and clips and stuff are going Mm -hmm. I'm like looking at the wing I'm like that is different like what's the science behind this and like why that shape that design
1: yeah I really want to I really want to do um I really want to do uh you know it would take a lot of people right it would take like crowdsourcing but I would love for guys to swap their wings every day for a whole season right and and you know see see what guys see as a result i honestly think there's going to just be a bigger difference people see because of the black felt um
2: yeah
1: like you know and and so on the new wing you can get them just the painted version right or you can get yeah. the black all black felt version
2: but, yeah like i've seen i've seen the painted wings and i'm like the birds ain't seeing that yeah like at least at least at least in my opinion a black and a white, or just like a, something dark Dark brown, like whatever the case means, something dark and white. Cause that wing's spinning so fast, like you're not seeing like the feather detail, you're not seeing the speculum. Like it's that big contrast, which is what I feel sucks them in. Yeah. And if they, they should close do some enough,
1: drone tests, right? And see how far out it is that you notice. Yeah. That.
2: And like if the birds were in close enough to realize, uh oh, well, you probably should be shooting them at that point.
1: Yeah. I, I have yeah. a feeling Mr.
0: Weaver's done some drone tests on that, hasn't he?
2: <laughs>
1: gonna be doing a lot more too yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. And- i mean <clears throat> it's crazy how even just that wing shape totally changes how your eye catches it right mm-hmm. like that you know um in the past this is four or five years ago now i actually did some drone tests for lucky duck of their they're super lucky versus their just regular wing versus their junior wing versus their teal, and like how far out you can pick it up in drone footage, um, and actually see, you know, see the the wing, and you're you're up close, and you look at the teal wing, and you look at the super lucky wing, you know, and you're like, okay, like it's bigger, but, and then you put it up in the, you know, you put a drone up, and you're like, oh that's an insane more amount of flash, right?
0: Wouldn't it be wicked if you had like an unlimited budget and when you see
1: someone make a comment like, oh, just paint the bottoms black instead of white, you could be like, oh, well, here's a drone footage. of Yeah, I mean, if I was the one that won that Powerball this week down in Florida, like the rest of my life would just be, would yeah. just be traveling around, screwing around with ducks and trying new duck duck stuff, you know? Like
0: just 30 of those... uh like spinners in one hunt like nothing oh else. i just mean brought spinners and
1: oh i so that's actually on my docket of things to film this fall is yeah. just doing 20 of the splashing duck butts 20 of the agitators i okay. just want to hunt that uh, every
0: splasher that i see come up for sale in marketplace i asked to go get because i'm thinking of, do of that too but i usually miss um, out on them because i live so rural but i'm trying to get it yeah that
1: i can yeah
0: I, my goal was to do 10 but
1: yeah, that's gonna be. I think it works so well. Yeah, you know, I think it works so well. Yeah, like,
0: you're gonna draw in all their attention. It's gonna look like chaos, and that's kind of what.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. Is. I mean, you look at a good, you look at a good coontail slew in South Dakota, right at sunrise, as gaddies and widgeon and pintails are coming off of a main lake roost and hitting these small, you know, small sloughs to eat they are all butt up right it's just splash and splash and splashing all you see is water droplets in the air it's like that that's what i want to replicate would you bring if i had an unlimited mm, right i I would think i would bring a call but i don't think i i might just go widge and whistle right yeah (whistles) um the Another thing I would do if I had an unlimited budget is I would figure out, damn it, I would figure out how to do a hologram in the sky for snow geese and create that tornado.
2: The vortex. Oh,
1: yeah. That is the thing that, like, I've thought about for years. I want to figure that, that out so bad. It's just a big projector. See, we this is why we need to get Elon into duck hunting. Yeah. Because if Elon was into snow goose hunting, all of a sudden he'd be like, we could do that.
0: Yeah. If any of our millions of listeners knows Elon (laughs) personally, (laughs) give him a shout. Tell him to come on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Christ, I don't know, man. Some of the technology that's coming out, I keep saying every year, like it seems like a month ago that I was like, ah, there's not going to be much more innovation. And then here you guys come out with this and a floating ice eater and the wings that you don't even have to like sit there and click your remote over and over and get mad at. And then your remote yeah. breaks and like, is there more coming?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, God. there's always more coming for is sure. Always yeah. yeah. I know.
0: Yeah. I was hoping that he'd kind of be like, Oh, of course we're doing this, but yeah. Well, what keep... do you want to know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're actually working on. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that Sean, and that's, is there any other products that you wanted to talk about
1: before from lucky duck? The, the White Devil, which was my which was my baby um, that I really worked on a lot this year. Um, I didn't do any of the design work or any of that, but I recorded all the sounds. And I spent all freaking spring on my belly crawling around, getting snow goose sounds and really creating a library of snow goose sounds. Um, because every snow goose call out there to me. Sounds the same. They sound pretty much the same. They don't focus on right, yeah, right. They and they don't focus on the quality of the sound. They focus on the volume of the sound, and I just absolutely think that's the wrong approach. I mean, you when you are laying there in that snow goose blind, pretty much asleep or definitely asleep, and it's a sunny middle part of the day, and all of a sudden you hear that. Like that thing could be a mile up there, but you like it is crisp. It is in your ear and it is always a different sound than the e collars that are around you. Right. You like, you notice the real snow goose sound as a different sound and a different indicator to get your butt up and start shooting than your e-collar sounds. So I always thought that was a problem. And so I wanted to make goose sounds that sounded, you know, as, as good as possible and um, really put in the work. I mean, there's one of the sounds it's called 300 corn feed. Um, the, it, the ground was pretty frozen that day and you can hear them ripping the frozen corn stalks off the ground as they yank them up out of the ice and that like that to me was like okay i've got something here i made some cool sounds
0: and, and there's a video i thought that it was you taking the video of this guy but that was actually you with the microphone crawling on your belly mm-hmm. is that Yep. holy yep. shit man. yeah so, yeah that's where your gear better have been good because you were. You, it looked like you were getting some wet and muddy
1: and and cold oh, dude but yeah you, i mean five weeks straight of it yeah and 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 then, you know, the the other aspect of that is there'll be a there'll be a video coming out eventually here. Um I just have to finish editing it. Uh you know, we tested the sounds. It's like we spent some serious time um getting the sounds, but then obviously wanted to make sure, you know, they killed birds like like we'd hoped. And me and my buddy Dom had a 50-bird day, just us two. Just two guys laying in whites and socks over the new sounds, and and we shot 50. And then then um, we had a century mark day with a group of us. You know, we had a 105-bird day with a few of us. So they work. I mean, they rip. How, how many Harold
0: and Kumar jokes did you guys make? I don't, have you seen the outtakes from that movie?
1: Uh-uh. uh-uh. Oh, man. There's an outtake no, on I that? No, I haven't.
0: And it's, it's where the two chicks go into the bathroom and they're like, oh, let's play battle shits. And that it, it was actually two guys <laughs> oh, like God. sitting with microphones, like as people were taking shits, they were listening in, like, yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, that'd be prime joke
1: time, right? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. But, no, I've not seen those outtakes.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good. So, do you think that, like, I really wish I could know what snow geese think of some of these e-callers because even that day that I was hunting with Phil, like it almost sounded like that. Like if it was a human talking on that, it almost sounded like the the muffled microphone, like rah, 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 report to the field office, blah, 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 you know, like.
1: Right. And oh so that's another, that's another aspect of these speakers. That's just different, right? There are e-caller, there are predator e-caller speakers. Yeah. So they've got, if you can actually look on that revolt you have there, right? Like that top speaker there, yeah. that little guy, That's a tweeter speaker, right? And so that is for fine tuning those sounds and frequencies to get it's
2: your your highs,
1: right? Yep, and and that's something that the traditional horn speakers for snow goose hunting just don't have, right? They're just the horn, no tweeter. So okay,
2: well it's just like a PA speaker.
1: Yeah, it's really good. Sounds really good yeah so you yeah. guys
0: were at recently the uh delta duck expo were you showing oh, yeah. off a lot of this new stuff
1: mm-hmm. yeah we had it all there
0: and, yep. and what what was the perception like i'm going to delta next year i don't give a shit like i'm taking Do it off and
1: it's yeah. such a fun time it's such a good show um it's in baton rouge next year just so you know before you buy plane tickets don't go to little rock yeah <laughs> um yeah. that's weird there's yeah. nobody here <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrible um no it the perception that people loved it people love what lucky duck has become as a brand right i mean yeah. i think honestly you know hindsight's 2020 20, but you look five six seven years ago i don't think there's quite the perception of lucky duck I don't think Lucky Duck had earned um a quality rep like a reputation for quality yet seven years ago. Seven years ago is when the Lucky HD came out. Before that, Lucky Duck had some good products, but like it was still this kind of baby company compared to some of the competition, right? And that's just not the case now. I mean, it's just, you know. Lucky duck has came out with cool product after cool product the last, especially the last, I'd say four or five years, four years, you know, between the kennel and the predator collars and like, and then, you know, things like the waterproof spinner. It's like now when people show up at the lucky duck booth, they have like, like lucky this, this, this response of like lucky ducks just killing it, you know? And the ice X is, I think, the thing I'd say that the guys in the south, you know, were most excited about, just because they've got duck clubs, right? And so those guys that have, you know, rice holes that they run ice eaters on, because, um, you know, they got skim ice on them that screws their hunts most mornings in January. Like, they're like, oh, this is easy. <laughs> this is way better than battling than big steel steel stands.
0: Do you think that that ice eater is going to be something for mainly for clubs or do you see a lot more people getting into it and using that for later, like extending their seasons
1: now? It's barely an affordability problem, right? Like if you can afford it, you can extend your season anywhere with it with ease, right? That is a product that you could actually go, you know, I mean, I, I think of like personal application, like there is a, there's an area in South Dakota. There's an area in Nebraska. There's an area in Missouri that I hunt that there's still birds all the way like late, late. Right. But they're out roosted on big water, right? They're inaccessible. And so you can't really hunt them very well, but now all of a sudden you can walk in on public or walk in, you know, on a slew and run traffic between them and their feed and have, you know, you can go in there that night, know their feed line that evening and burn a hole by morning. And all of a sudden when they go to and from their feed the next day, they're coming over an open hole and you can hit them with traffic. And that's to me, the cool application of like, we'll see how many people actually do it because it's a very expensive product, but the guys that can afford to use it like that and also have the ambition to use it like that. I mean, it's going to be a wild product for them because they can really just, you can be a mobile ice eater hunter using it as a traffic hunting tool, which nobody's, you know, nobody's been using ice eaters like that before for that before.
0: And is there a low temperature limit on that thing? Like, below 30 or or whatever Mm -mm. your temperature knows i mean as
1: long as there's as long as there's open water under the ice right and if it's ice all the way to the bottom you're screwed but yeah as long as you can get it into floating water you're good and and it's going to heat up
0: into water right as long as it gets in the water so you just so how it works
1: right is it circulates the water underneath the ice up and melts melts the ice with the water down underneath so as long as you've yeah. got 16 inches of water you're good
2: yeah you just basically need to bust a hole yep get that in there and it'll suck which is inevitably the warmer water than the air temperature and yep. then between the moving it keeps okay like rivers don't freeze right yeah. right moving moving water and whatnot well for the most part yeah um, i mean you could you could gets, ultimately
1: get one of those freak scenarios that you see happen in like montana and wyoming where when it gets so bitter cold that the the river actually freezes from the bottom like at waterfalls right like the water runs over top of the ice um but that's only because like it gets you know that bitter cold yeah but so
0: yeah how long until that that would
1: take like negative 50
0: yeah yeah how long until we see other companies mimicking these products do you think because like i used to be big into the like bow hunting and stuff right and Mm -hmm. i saved up and saved up and i wanted the the hoyt the new hoyt bow and that was the thing yeah and then i go on looking and looking for reviews and people are like oh if you look on on ebay it's listed as this and it's just a knockoff that's like a third the price and i'm going well is all products going to start doing that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the, you know, obviously we've got patents on a lot of this stuff. Right. But if they find another way to do it, right. If they find another way to do it, that doesn't violate a patent. I mean, that's free market capitalism, baby. Like we'll, we'll stay ahead of them and create, you know, a different version of something that does it better too. Right. I mean, lucky duck didn't like, like, lucky duck didn't modernize and come up with um you know the six volt spinning wing decoy right Mm -hmm. but make the best one now you know so we didn't come out with the first electronic call but you know make the best one now so
0: And, and that's something that i was surprised at is um I think of Lucky Duck as just these spinning wing decoys. And then I go on the website and it's like, you got dog kennels. You got e yeah, over,
1: over 200 products now.
0: Yeah. And like, like you think Lucky Duck is just ducks, but no, it's, you guys got a lot of stuff on there and it's, it you got to go to the website and see it all right. Like we don't get the exposure in Canada here unless we go right to the Lucky Duck website. So.
1: Yeah. That's always so interesting for me. with just how close to the U S you are. Mm-hmm. They don't have that you know how so much close. we suck yeah like
0: <laughs> have you guys sent any of those new uh the new wing down like the white down decoys up here yet the new mm-hmm. spinners
1: i don't i don't know if we have i don't think so you know, no like, though no because
0: yeah, usually usually we'll see something and it's new and it's like oh well you know like I mean, we, we aren't
1: even getting them sold on the website because we're selling them all to dealers right now right yeah. so yeah so it's that's an interesting thing man you know i went to argentina a few years back um and they were in their michael jackson phase like like thriller was like the hit song down there yeah i was like wait you guys are 20 years behind like you gotta be kidding me yeah i I thought that was so fascinating that they were in their michael jackson phase in you know whatever year it was 2016 2017 like yeah
2: yeah, but day you, late and a dollar short.
0: But you still go down to like Mexico and they're all like,
1: oh, tonight is the Michael Jackson
0: show, and then like you get a bunch of resort. Like it, it's kind of neat to see that. I, I oh I it is it's days.
1: cool, man. Yeah. I, I want to go down to Cuba just oh, to man. see all those old cars. It is awesome. That's it's so really cool. awesome. Yeah. You've been to Cuba?
0: Yeah, I was down there 2020, 2019, 2020.
1: Wait, and, have Canadians always been allowed to go this whole time while we were yeah. being but,
0: like, bro?
2: No, no, restri- no restriction.
0: No restrictions on my flight. There was people from <laughs> the U.S. like they came up to Toronto, got on the plane with us to go down to Cuba,
1: and I was like, "That's what's, hilarious. What's going on here?"
2: Yeah, the yep. cigars ain't half bad down there either.
1: No, they can't <laughs> be. No, that would be great. Yeah. And like, the, wait, it's how, really do cool we have Cuba see. sanctions again in the U.S.? I don't even know. Can we go still? Cause, cause, whoever was, lifted them, I can't remember if it was Obama or Trump. One of them did. Yeah, I was just about to make a joke about Biden, but I won't
0: because, yeah, I don't know how that stuff goes down there. Yeah.
1: Go ahead, make whatever <laughs> jokes you want.
0: I just don't know, like if if he even knows what Cuba is, right? Like, no. You see some sure of these videos not. of them of him getting. Yeah, I'm not there. sure. I'm not sure he knows what Cuba Cuba it is.
1: Cuba, Cuba sugar. Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> you but, yeah no and it's kind of neat to see like there you go down there and there's all these like hand rolling cigar shops and and it's kind of it's really really cool and like a lot of stonework and and yeah you, you definitely got to go down there sean it's
1: mm. yeah yeah the classic
0: that, cars is it's something to see
1: right yeah that's that's the that's the real draw to me it's just all those cool cars they've taken care of yeah so
0: So what other expo, like you went to the Delta expo. Was there any other ones that you've gone to this year or you're set to go to this year?
1: Um, I went to NWTF, you know, back in February. Um, I mean, lucky duck goes to a ton of them. We've got Luke Cramlett uh, is our community marketing guy. And Luke goes to a ton of the shows he's on, you know, he's on show season right now. He's traveling around hitting all the shows. He's at game fair in Minnesota this week, which is a big one for waterfowlers. Um, that's a fun one, man. Game fair's fun. I'm kind of bummed that I can't make it this year, but you know,
2: when's, there's when's only so much... That's always that's in the so winter.
1: Um, yeah, Harrisburg's always winter. I can't remember when. Um, maybe January or Feb. I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah, there's all kinds of shows. I mean.
0: It, it surprised should, me this year with the Toronto sportsman show, this was the first year having, um, having just a waterfowl area. Yeah. The amount of people that came through and talked and like wanted to know more about the products we had on display and the next year, yeah. like it's going to grow even more. Like, I can't wait to see where it goes because we haven't had something like that up here. Uh, I guess, sorry, Grimsby's doing the ducks unlimited thing coming up, I guess for the people that are still listening, it's coming up this weekend
1: um Yeah, we're kind R&T. of spoiled as Americans on that, huh? Yeah, because we've just always had so much of it, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it just
0: seems like more and more is coming up. Like the the Squad Fest, the um RNT does their little show now for the call make call a Palooza, right? Like yeah. there's all kinds of wicked shows down there, and and then you got the decoy making shows, and you guys are yeah. spoiled, yeah, yeah. And we can't even get an IXEX up here yet, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. out of all the shows that you've been to which ones would you suggest because i'm gonna go to as
1: many as i can in the next couple years like for sure Mm -hmm. the 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 two best shows now for me are the delta show and the nwtf show yeah yeah i mean they're they're the two mega shows now i mean they're you know fur hunters right um the iowa whitetail classic is epic if you're a deer hunter Um, Like. I haven't done Harrisburg. That thing's a full blown marathon, though, right? I mean, that thing's like 10 days straight. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, as far as like rubbing shoulders with waterfowlers and getting to see waterfowlers and hang out with waterfowlers and meet all the guys you'd ever want to meet. And you can't beat the Delta Expo, it's the best for that. And then, nwtf is just awesome because there's just so many people of all the whole hunting world Hmm. and then um and then for waterfowl just like getting to spend face-to-face time with other duck and goose guys call makers decoy brands etc um game fair in minnesota but like I don't know if game fair is something I would like come from out of country for, but if you're in the Midwest, it's, it's worth going to. It's super cool. It's so fun.
0: Sorry, Philly, do you have something there? No, sir. Okay. No. So we've talked about this fall. You're thinking of doing all these like drone footage and is there any other big plans that you got? Any big hunts maybe coming up to Ontario? Any of that stuff going on?
1: Um, I will come to Ontario this fall. I know. Um, I'm gonna gonna be be, like
0: 20 minutes from me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be hanging out in uh like I'm gonna be in Detroit area and Lake St. Clair area and all that this fall. So Yeah. yeah, I definitely gonna come to Ontario. Definitely. I don't have to get vaxxed now to come there, right? No, I don't know. Yeah, that's cool.
2: No, that, that, those days are long over. That's so twenty twenty. Well, I didn't know, man. I,
1: I, I knew that for two years there I couldn't come to Canada, and it was a real bummer.
2: Yeah, and, and, no, and I that... went. Uh, I went down to Arkansas back in January for a three day hunt, and like it's no questions asked. St- status quo. Nice, cool.
1: Well, yeah, I'm. I really want to get up to Ontario and hunt and do quite a bit of hunting.
0: Now, you said you're hunting St. Clair. Are you hunting it American side or Canadian side? I think I think we know. I think you and I talked about who you're going with Ontario side if you come up. But
1: yeah, I'm gonna do both. Hopefully, okay. But yeah. I, I definitely want to – I just want to hunt a bunch up
2: there. Well, come c- c- come up my way and we'll shoot big fat canadas. Where are you at, Phil? I'm about forty say about forty-five minutes northeast of Toronto.
0: The dirty schwa. Port Oshawa. Perry. Port Perry, same shit. Oshawa.
1: How is that spelled? Port. Yeah.
2: As in like port port of the sea. And then Perry. P E R R Y. Let me see where this is.
1: Got that was Matt pulled up. <laughs> Yeah. You just made a police Google's officer it. spell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. You want to come up here, Sean, and shoot big cannons, but you say the word.
1: Okay. I'll do that. Hey, did they ever find that thing they shot down over Lake Huron? That was the last time we talked.
0: That was actually, it would happen like right when we started talking, we were like "Yeah," on our phones, like, Holy oh, shit. Like what's going on yeah. here?
1: Yeah. No, I don't think they ever found anything there so you so you hunt so you hunt honkers around like simcoe and all that huh oh i
2: don't don't go as that far i don't go as that. that far like i'm I'm hunting whipby oshawa so like literally nice. fifteen ten fifteen minutes out of my house what's the like what's the twenty one day
1: period of the year that you say is the best
2: uh Well, see, it's all weather dependent, but you can't go wrong with November. Yeah, yeah, because how late late you guys
1: get to kill geese?
2: Oh, Christmas, around New Year's. It's
0: usually December twenty fifth to the twenty seventh is when somewhere on there is the last day. And what? It 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 depends
2: freezing
1: or end of season.
0: No, that's the end of season.
1: Okay, got it. So
2: with us, so certain areas, Sean you're Mm -hmm. allowed to Sunday gun hunt. In certain areas, you're not allowed to Sunday gun hunt. What what do you
1: mean Sunday gun
2: hunt? The the day of rest. You can bow hunt, but you can bow hunt. hunt. Yeah, you can bow hunt for deer and whatever else. Get the hell out of here. This is an old thing. That's that's all blue blood laws, huh? Wait a minute, though. It's God's day. Day of rest, right? But so...
0: But because of that, we also get a, a week in the spring a week, for
2: a week at the end of February, beginning of March, where we can do our late goose and you'll know, see ten birds a day limit. Dude,
1: I wanna do that. Yeah, man. <laughs> I wanna do but that.
2: For for the most part, our goose it's end of ends. February. Yeah, it's... end of February, end of February, beginning of March, for like seven Dude, days. I
1: could come I could come do that. And then go straight to South Dakota for snow goose. Oh, yeah. Or snow goose hunt up there. But,
2: but yeah, it's, we're, we're 10, 10 Canadas a day, and there's no possession limit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we've, got, we've got no possession limit for Canadas in Ontario. You can shoot your, your daily limit every day for like 105 days. That's crazy. That's so cool. You, That's totally that, losing your mind. You.
1: I can see it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, they're like, I'm as America as it gets, but you guys do have some pretty cool hunting stuff in Canada. Well, I the hope Ontario do- doesn't go the route of Manitoba.
0: Yeah. And that was kind of neat too. Cause the last time you and I were talking, we were just starting to, to roll with all that stuff too. And talking about it and you posted about it. We did mm-hmm. a podcast about it with Sean stall and yeah, it, I know it, it kind of, you're kind of not hearing much about it now though
1: so hopefully well because you're screwed yeah like uh, like it, it's just like what's a what's a guy do now i mean manitoba passed it so yeah well like, i think what's in a... fairness
2: but you look at the waterfowl hunting from ontario in comparison to the sea like manitoba saskatchewan and alberto we suck for, for lack of a better see, term, we suck. And like the shit that's going down in Manitoba, you won't see it.
1: But the thing is, is like that they haven't even seen the uptick in licenses. Like they're still only selling like two thousand non-resident licenses a year. It's not even yeah. that many. It's like nothing. It's like it's like small potatoes. Like South Dakota has like six thousand non-residents, and everyone clamors over how South Dakota has no non-resident hunters. I mean. Like Manitoba is a third of that, and way bigger place. (laughs) Way bigger, the funny funny thing is more birds to hunt.
2: There's more duck stamps, and like we've said this a thousand times on the show, there's more duck stamps sold in Arkansas than there is across Canada. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And And, even even then, half the duck stamps sold in Canada are to Americans. (laughs) Give or take. That's hilarious. Because it's everyone I, you coming know, up to hunt Alberta, I've heard, Saskatchewan, and whatnot.
1: Hey, I'll say this: I've heard you guys talk a lot of smack—not you guys specifically, just people in Ontario about Ontario's hunting. But you guys smash, like you guys shoot a lot of birds. So I don't understand the but the hate. This is you're like working for it. <laughs> this is well, yeah, listen, you're working for it. Here. Yeah, but let me tell you, we work for it in South Dakota, like. It's 250 miles a night scouting every night to even get permission on a field.
0: I I think this is just like for like three or four weeks straight, we had guys on from Ohio and they're all like, oh yeah, it's, it's great hunting. If you go to Dakota and we're kind of central to everything, Ohio sucks. But, and, and we're in Ontario and it's just like, yeah, Ontario sucks. Go to Saskatchewan. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, everyone,
1: listen, I get it. Like everyone does push everyone towards. Prairie pothole country, right? Like Saskatchewan, North Dakota, South Dakota. I get why everyone pushes everyone there because that's 50% of all birds are created there. But like it doesn't change the fact that like the pressure in North Dakota and South Dakota is getting heavy, right? And like you gotta, and the farmers are getting sick of it. The farmers are annoyed. So like South Dakota is a double whammy. Of like, well, not necessarily double whammy, but South Dakota is in the position now where like your your problem isn't that birds. There's plenty of birds. There's always been plenty of birds. It's that you can't get permission. I mean, I got turned down on eighteen feeds in one day. 18. Oh God. Yeah, and so it's like, sure, yeah, it's the land of milk and honey as far as the amount of birds there, right? Um but the competition is getting thick for sure.
0: So we, we touched on Manitoba, right. Um, and there's not really much else we can do, but I'm kind of worried that Saskatchewan is going to watch and model what they're doing. That that's,
1: I mean this here. So here's where I come. Here's where I come down on that, man. I am, I am a fiercely free market, red blooded American, right? I want, I want people to be able to make money doing something they enjoy and love. And I want them to be able to take care of their families. And I understand that even America is not that as much that way anymore. Canada certainly is not as much that way anymore. And where I have a problem with it is not, let me, okay. South Dakota is a draw system for waterfowl. Um, If South Dakota changes that, I'm going to yell from the rooftops that I don't think they should change it. Whether they change it to a tighter draw or no draw, right? Whether they ban non-residents completely or whether they open it up completely, I'm going to cry uncle and say no because I don't like government rug pulling on people. I don't like the idea that someone who doesn't hunt or doesn't have anything to do with hunting and it doesn't affect their business or their family or their mortgage can just go yank the rug on somebody I hate it I think it's criminal and so where I come to this is like with the Manitoba thing like a friend of mine owns their family owns a cabin and land in Manitoba with the purpose of it being their family hunting camp They've owned it for years and years and years. They're from Minnesota. Now they're restricted in their ability to go hunt their own property, their own land. I think that's absolutely criminal. Likewise, for Saskatchewan, if Saskatchewan all of a sudden goes rug pulls on people who have taken out mortgages and loans to build businesses, to build lodges, to build cabins, to all the things, then if you're gonna gonna go outlaw all that stuff then they need to be financially compensated for it because i if tomorrow all of a sudden congress decided to say spinning wing decoys are illegal while none of them duck hunt right then i'd be out of a job i have an inability to pay my rent i have an inability to pay for my truck etc. I think that's wrong. And I don't think they should have the right to do that to people. So that's where I like come down on the Kansas and their new laws and Manitoba and their new laws and um you know all this all these changes of the status quo that government wants to pull across Canada, across the United States. It's like They're doing it just to do it, man. They're doing—they're like passing new laws just to pass new laws without any data to even back it up. Like they don't even. Manitoba had no data to back up their claims. Kansas has no data to back up their claims, and it drives me freaking
2: nuts. No, it's just people. It's just politicians trying to justify their existence. Is all it is. Exactly.
0: And they're appeasing the masses, right? Like nobody needs to hunt anymore because you can just put on some virtual reality glasses and start shooting birds in your fucking living room. No, no, I'm, I'm serious. That there's probably some of them out there that think, what's the difference? And they don't Just see, shovel
1: right. another spoon of craft mac and cheese in the mouth and
0: yeah, play like, duck hunt. Yeah, exactly. But like they don't see half of our fun is actually the scouting and the going out and hearing them and seeing them. I would take going out, scouting, doing everything perfectly right, sitting there, freezing my ass off, having my duck blind meal and not getting a bird that day than sitting in my living room with a fucking VR headset on
1: yeah I mean the part for me becomes like where do you draw the line you know these like okay the same people crying about wanting this Kansas rules right the same the same people being like you know get rid of non-resident hunters da, da 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 begging for more laws and more regulation from government are the same people that were that are right now complaining about new laws and regulations from the government. It's like, why are we just looking at it that that's the solution here across the board? I just don't I don't get when hunters became a group that says, you know, Daddy, come save me from the other hunters. Like I, I, I just don't understand when that happened. And i hate seeing it i hate seeing everyone think that what they want out of the whole deal is just more government intervention
0: um you think it came around the same time that there used to be a time where like if you were a hunter you were also a gun shooter and a and part of the gun club and all that stuff and now it's kind of i've noticed mm -hmm. in my area like we've got the groups of hunters then we've got the sports shooters then we've got the you know it's kind of, all I think it's a, up.
1: I think it's, I think it's a just culture wide problem, right? I don't, you know, it's probably not fair of me to just point at hunters and say it at all because like it's everybody, right? Everybody is trying to manipulate new laws and rules and regulations in their behalf right now. Like yeah. that's like the movement right now. So it's not fair of me to single out hunters on that. Oh. Um, it, but because, it's a good
0: example, right? It's a good grouping yeah, example.
1: Right. And and so it's like, but it pains me. It pains me to see that like hunters would go. And instead of saying, how can we grow the pie? How can we make more hunting access and more hunters and more hunting opportunity and more ducks? You know, I say this over and over again, and I'm going to say it till I'm blue in the face. If there was 250 million ducks in the in the continent-wide duck survey this year instead of 40 million there was all sudden 250 million you wouldn't hear a peep from duck hunters this year about needing new rules and regulations right and everyone would be shooting so many ducks their freezers would be full they'd be wondering what to do about their possession limits they'd be eating duck for breakfast lunch and dinner maybe giving it to their friends their friends friends their family's friends there would be so much duck hunting going on no one would be like well we need outlaw non-residents you'd be calling your buddy from arkansas and you'd be saying come on over here to kansas <laughs> we're shooting the heck out of them he'd be like i don't need to come over there because we're shooting the heck out of them and so if everyone would just get way more focused to me on if everyone would get way more focused on growing the number of ducks growing the amount of ducks we have in the continent sorry about the wine and dog no. um if everyone would just focus on growing the amount of waterfowl there is on the continent and putting our energy and time and resources into okay how can we make more duck hunters and more ducks um and more duck hunting access then nobody would be fighting over this this crap and it's it's a you gotta get. You gotta get everyone back into a growth mindset. We grow out of our problems in North America. We don't. We don't protect ourselves from problems. That's not who we are. That's not what we do. That's that's Europe. Europe does that. We don't do that. Not here.
0: Do you see the role of social media helping this? Because a, a lot of what you see is the viral stuff, like. Like what you just said right there, I can clip that, put that on TikTok, send it to you to put on your on your Instagram, you mm-hmm. might get a thousand likes. But if you did that in a bikini, hmm. you'd probably get ten thousand. You know what I mean? Like or, or I don't
1: think I well, I might just because guys are laughing about it. Right.
0: <laughs> but but if you made a video doing something stupid or or you see these fish hmm. videos on TikTok now where they're like they catch the fish, they spit in the fish's mouth, and they throw it back in upside down, like. That's it insane. Back in.
1: That's real. Yeah,
0: and that's getting a lot of attention, right? But that's oh, people are like, oh, oh that's funny, <clears throat> but that's that's hurting everything. Yeah, and some I'm people just, just to...
2: go back to eating tide pods. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and the only reason I'm bringing it up is because I I really do think that if people would start thinking like, hey we should be using this to try and promote and help what's going on saying shit. Like what you were just saying there that yeah, it would do a lot more for us as hunters in society than spitting in a goose's mouth and flipping it on the fucking pile. Right. Like,
1: of course, I've never seen that. Yeah. I've never,
0: but that's what, like, if you took a video spitting in a goose's mouth and flipping it, that's going to get more, more traction out there. And people are going to see that more than, than you saying something well how many how many likes did your uh manitoba post get you know what i mean it yeah, it did yeah, get a lot
1: know. yeah yeah it did decent it got a lot of comments but um no i get what you mean i mean i've posted stuff that's got a lot more views and been more viral just by yeah. um it not being political right yeah. so i i totally get what you're saying and agree with what you're saying but I think it's it's I think it's like a uh, what am I trying to say? It's for sure part of a it's partly a symptom of the whole weak men make hard times thing, right? Rogan talks about it all the time. I was um, just
0: about to say that quote like two minutes ago yeah. when we were talking about like the it's, way things are
1: going. It's for sure a symptom of that, right? But I also think to be white-pilled and to look at the positive here, I do think a lot of people are waking up to it and saying, I have had enough. There's something broken here. Something about this is not right. Um, What are we going to do about it? And that's where you get the interest in guys like Rogan and Vivek Ramaswamy and Robert Kennedy Jr. Like, The interest in these guys is because they're just authentic human beings that want to grow this country Mm -hmm. rather than tear it down. And people are sick of the message of tear it down. People want to see the return of the growth mindset. People want to, people want to grow. They want to, they want to go grow in the ability to buy a house and have a family and all that. And they're sick being told that they're evil for wanting that. They're evil for wanting a new vehicle or, or buying a new car, or buying a new or new house or whatever, or having kids. And so it's like, people want to get back to that growth, grow the pie mindset that America and North America has traditionally been. And, um, And I think hunting has always been a leg in everything and it's marketing and it's people. Sorry. Hold on one second. My dog's whining like a son of a gun. Come here, Case.
2: (laughs) Dog Uh just wants some love.
0: That's just it. Right. And, and dogs are a big part of what we do. And my dog fucking jumped up on the counter and started eating the pasta yesterday and, as mad as I was at her, the second I saw oh her, I'm my like, oh, fuck!" I still love you. I feel bad because last year I didn't get to hunt her, and I took her to the vet, and the vet was like, "Uh, your dog's kind of got fat over the last year." I'm like, "Yep, that's because I was laying on a couch on morphine, not doing shit, and neither was she." Right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. It it's it's crazy to see when you take a dog that that dog hunted and, and trained and, and ran and ran and ran and you didn't change his diet the only thing you changed is the fact that like I wasn't working exercising that dog because I was out of service and then that dog what mm-hmm. what happened to that dog right so
1: anyway yeah uh, anyway I can probably get off my high horse here but really no, my, keep going. my point is just like I think that um and sorry about that uh, I think that my point is really that um hunters have always been a lagger, a laggard. like um, okay, what we started doing with short films in the hunting industry and telling those short stories, these seven minute emotional films, we started doing that seven, eight, ten years ago. The ski industry was doing it twenty years ago, right? Like, Hunting has always just kind of been a laggard, right? Look at TikTok or YouTube. Tick hunting and YouTube, um, or hunting YouTube and hunting TikTok are way more like immature and less developed than a lot of other industries and categories, right? So hunting's always been a laggard, and I think that goes for all things. I think the pervasiveness of that victim mindset um, that's permeated culture in a lot of other places and other ways for the last 20 years is now really just becoming embedded in the hunting community. So I think we're going to have to deal with it for a while, but then I ultimately hope and think that a bunch of hunters also wake up to it and say, you know what, let's quit the whining. Let's quit this protectionist mindset of like, I don't want you coming and hunting in my state. And, um, you know, I don't want to be friends with a guy from Iowa says the South Dakotan, or, you know, I don't want to be friends with a guy from Missouri says the Kansan. And, and it's like, okay, let's move beyond that. And let's figure out how we can grow 250 million ducks in the Prairie Pothole region. Let's, let's figure that out. Let's care about that. And, um, I think that that is ultimately where it, it has to go. Right. Cause otherwise the whole thing will sink or swim. Like it, it's either, it's either we get to that or all hunters come together and understand that we have to have more hunters and more money and more ducks for us to sustain. We have to care more about things like tiling and tilling in the Midwest. We have to care more about why the pintail drake to hen ratio in the Pacific flyway is somehow eight drakes to one hen right now. What's happening to all the hens? Why are they dying? We have to care more about things like that. Then I don't like how that guy hunts my public area next to me. So.
0: Oh man, I forgot to send you that episode that I did that you were supposed to be on with me where I talked to that scientist. I got to send you that one. That.
1: Yeah, please do. That was some cool
0: shit that he was talking about. Like
1: Yeah, I would love that. It it
0: yeah, he was a bit it I just got COVID right beforehand and I was sick as a dog. And I'm like (laughs) I I think you can see in the episode the point where I just collapsed like I was just done and I but I still want him to give the information out, right? But yeah, Yeah. that dude that dude had a lot of cool stuff to share and and he knew a lot of stuff that yeah, it was good. But I, I do see that there's more and more people and science and technology that's going to be used more to get more ducks coming in as well. Like totally, man. And we see these. um, And the reason the reason I brought that guy up was because we were just talking earlier about using drones to see like what your spinning wings are doing. They're using these drones to see, like, we're now Mm -hmm. seeing, okay, well, where are these ducks right now? And so I
1: actually, I actually talked on the stage at Delta about this specifically that I was making the case for why hunters should be pro-technology and pro-free market capitalism because we are the beneficiaries of it. And ultimately, the argument was like, because of technology, right? Because someone saw a way, a financial way to make money off of GPS technology, we now get the trickle-down benefits of that of guys like Doug Osborne at Osborne Labs using GPS trackers to track duck movements, right? We get the, we get the benefits of even the lucky duck revolt being able to call coons, kill coons. We get the benefit of of thermals. You know, you can go whack a bunch of raccoons with thermals, um, you know, save nesting. We're absolutely going to continue seeing more technology expose how bad tiling and tilling is for the prairie. Like technology, um, hell, look at the regenerative agriculture movement. Um, If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for no-till planters, which are, would not exist if it wasn't for technology and wasn't for capitalism, no one would have said, let's build a no-till planter, but because those two things came together and created a no-till planter. Now you have a farming movement in South Dakota, North Dakota, Kansas, even Saskatchewan, of people saying, um, let's focus on biomimicry of what the plains originally were. Well, as more and more farmers move towards farming with a biomimicry mindset of let's let's make our farm as like match as close as possible What the prairie would have acted like and looked like 250 years ago um you know 300 years ago as they do that well we are going to be the beneficiaries there's going to be more ducks because of that there will be more duck nesting there will be more habitat for ducks nesting we'll get rid of predators better there will be more equilibrium of predators on the landscape there won't be so many dang raccoons etc and um, the, the, the ability for these scientists to use technology right now to give us more information and more ability to benefit ducks and benefit ourselves is something that people should be like stoked about everyone should be talking about that everyone should want to focus on that not not and listen i get the gripe I get the Kansas hunter that's upset that he doesn't have anywhere to hunt right now. I get the Arkansas guy that was sick of a hundred Georgia license plates at the public area. He grew up hunting and all of a sudden his duck hole, he doesn't have room to hunt in. I get the gripe. I totally get it. I'm just saying, let's not go after the symptom. Let's go after the problem, right? we
0: we've hit the one hour mark, but I really want people to be able to listen to more of your messages. So Sean, just as a final thought, I want you to tell everybody where they can find you and the best places to listen to. I, I guess your Instagram is where I would go, right?
1: Is that? Yep. Yep. Go to my Instagram. Yeah. I mean, I'll be, as fall comes around, Um going to be doing a lot more podcast stuff, a lot more filming stuff really going to push back into content i've taken a little bit of a hiatus for a while um you know off-season marketing stuff but as hunting season rolls around i'm going to push content real hard and get real lean and mean on the content front so hit me on instagram and you'll see all the stuff there
0: yeah so i will link your instagram to all the stuff that we post and uh for anyone that's listening, what Sean just admitted to is that he loved being on our podcast so much that he's going to keep podcasting with others. That's exactly what he just said.
1: <laughs> I, I love being on your podcast. <laughs> love it every time.
0: Good man. Good. And hopefully next time it'll be when all five of us can be on and we can really grill your brain about everything. Right. Cause there, there's yeah, actually a come of see you guys else. in
1: Ontario this fall. How's that yeah. sound?
0: I think that's a good idea.
2: And we'll, you're always walking up here, Sean. Yeah. Be a good time, Would so love to do that, Phil. I'll give you your last word, Sean. As an icon and a pinnacle in the industry of waterfilling, it's an absolute honor and pleasure once again to have you on the show. It means the Thank world you. to us. Keep putting out the content that you do and the products from Lucky Doc. Like, again, you guys are nailing it. It's just innovators, leaders like, it's, it's amazing. And just, just keep going, don't stop.
1: Thank you, appreciate it, guys. Sean, Thank any you. last words? Um, have fun. People love life. Go do fun. Shit. Yeah. That's my last 100% that's my
2: last message. Yeah. 100%. Keep it good. fun. All right, everybody. Thank you
0: for listening. This was a long one, but there was a lot of great information in there. If you want to reach out to Sean Weaver, we're going to tag him on everything and listen to what he's saying. He, he kinda before a lot of the issues come up, you can see him on Sean's page. So it's a good, good one to follow there. Um, If you guys are wanting to see us, most of us are going to be down at the uh, Duck Expo down in Grimsby on the 19th. That'll be the weekend coming once this is posted. So hopefully we see you all there. And again, surround yourselves with good people. Thanks for listening, everybody.